Hello and welcome to Tech Buzzwords from Wittis.com. I'm Alex Howard, Assistant Site Editor at Wittis.com, online IT encyclopedia and learning center. We invite you to visit Wittis.com, the secret of those who always seem to know it all, and sign up for the word of the day and buzzword newsletters. Learn one new thing every day. This week, the buzzword is information dashboards. To learn more about this topic, I recorded an interview with Shadan Malik. Shadan is the author of Enterprise Dashboards, Design and Best Practices for IT from Wiley, and the founder and CEO of iDashboards, a dashboard software firm. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company? Sure. Thank you, Alex, for having me here this morning. I had the privilege of starting iDashboards uh, about uh, four years ago. And my background uh, is in the area of business intelligence and data visualization. I have been doing this for almost past seven years with quite a passion now. And I also authored the book, Enterprise Dashboards, Design and Best Practices. It was really inspired by the fact that I couldn't find any good reference material on the subject except for uh, the vendor materials. If you've written a book on it, uh, you could probably help us out with our definition for the term dashboard. In information technology, uh, whatis.com defines the term dashboard as a graphical user interface, or GUI, that organizes and presents information in a format that's easy to read and interpret. An executive dashboard is a computer interface that displays the information corporate officers need to effectively run an enterprise. Uh, is that about right? And what more would you add? Oh, I agree with both of those. One modification that I would like to suggest, executive dashboard is kind of almost narrowing the application of uh, information or business dashboards, because that inherently means that dashboards are only for executives, which is actually not all that true going forward. I see a huge trend in the industry that dashboards uh, are finding applications within uh, lower parts in the organization, all the way at the operational level as well. So what different qualifier would you add to the dashboard then? Would you call it a manager's dashboard, executive's dashboard, uh, associate's dashboard, or just call them all dashboards? Um, yeah, I would try to find a more generic description of the, of the term. I would suggest uh, something on the grounds of metrics dashboard or enterprise dashboards, hmm. information dashboards. You can pick any one of them depending on uh, you know, which is most appropriate. But the point is that dashboards are not anymore just for the executives only. Okay. Well, what are the uh, key features of an uh, effective uh, information dashboard then? Very much similar to the definition uh, you uh, presented, Alex. A dashboard utilizes advanced and effective data visualization capabilities to concisely present in important and relevant information to the business users. What are the uh, most commonly used uh, and useful metrics that you see displayed and uh, used in dashboards? Well, those metrics vary widely depending on the application, the industry, and the level of users. Um, obviously, if you're talking about executives and, and the senior management, then they're more higher aggregate level metrics, whether it could be sales, it could be operational, it could be uh, human resources, or even you know, different uh, internal uh, organizational efficiency metrics. At TechTarget, we've got a number of print magazines to go along with our websites. And uh, in one of those magazines, CIO Decisions, uh, Search CRM's Barney Beal wrote an article uh, called Diving into Dashboards. And 
in it, he uh, suggested that simply jumping into a dashboard implementation isn't very wise without careful preparation. Uh, what do you feel are the key points that an executive or organization should consider prior to choosing any dashboard application? Well, I completely agree with that uh, opinion. First of all, an executive needs to think through the key performance indicators, the KPIs that they truly want to monitor at, and within different parts of the organization. So in other words, who needs to be getting word information that will help them improve what they do, be more accountable for what they do. So that's the first thing. The second thing that's very, very important is what are the thresholds? So one key difference between a dashboard and just a spreadsheet, for example, is dashboard actually tells you what a number means with respect to a certain threshold. And those are sometimes very thorny issues that needs to be thought through before you, you think of actually starting an implementation. Can you describe the process of implementation at all, or does it vary so much from occasion to occasion? The process of implementation, I would say, uh, would be, as I said, uh, identify your key performance indicators, identify the various data sources, get certain processes in place that, I would say, uh, improves and uh, validates the, the integrity of information. Because, again, going back to the very old adage, garbage in, garbage out, that's the last thing you want once you implement a dashboard. You want those numbers to be absolutely reliable and uh, trustworthy. Nobody can say that number may be wrong. Yeah, how in general do you assure uh, data quality? That's a subject in of itself, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would uh, respectfully stay away from <laughs> just getting deep into that. Sure, we'll go back to uh, a little more high level. What uh, technologies are typically used in the building of dashboards? Well, that depends upon uh, software to software. I can speak for iDashboards, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, iDashboards is actually pretty sophisticated uh, enterprise application that uses on the back end a Java server to connect to multiple databases at the same time and in real time. So it uses the Java server to pull in data in real time for different from different sources that an organization may have. On the user's uh, as, um, front end, it uses Flash, Macromedia Flash interface that allows for really very cool and um, almost like uh, easy and cutting edge experience for, for users to, to deal with the data and information. So on the front end, it is using Flash in a web browser to present data. On the back end, it is using a pretty hardcore Java for heavy lifting of real-time data. I uh, actually had the opportunity to uh, do a, a demo of your software, and it is quite pretty, especially with the Flash. Uh, do you see that being any sort of issue for people who, you know, the 15% of Internet users who don't have Flash or for mobile web browsers? Actually, yes. First of all, that's a new number to me, 15%. The last time um, I, I saw a reference on, from Macromedia, or actually Adobe now, mm -hmm. that um, owns the Flash technology, they're saying almost 99% of the browsers have Flash as a plugin. YouTube's probably helped that a bit, huh? So, yeah. So I would say if uh, they're close to correct, then I would, you know, even if give a benefit of doubt, probably mm -hmm. it's maybe 95% who already have. And that is, um, in my experience, that's a fact that very, very few places I've run into where they did not have Macromedia mm -hmm. Flash as mm -hmm. already existing plugin in their browser. So th given that, um, also, actually, there is a very interesting uh, comment from Adobe on that, that Macromedia Flash is more ubiquitous than even a single browser which means it has a greater percentage 
penetration in the market than any one browser, whether it is a IE or a Firefox. That's kind of interesting, too. Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah. But having said that, the other point you brought, mobile devices, I, uh, to my knowledge, uh, at present, uh, Flash is not as ubiquitous in the mobile um, on the mobile platforms. And that's one thing we are looking into is what are the alternatives or, you know, when Adobe would be able to support a greater percentage of mobile devices. I wonder if the uh, iPhone will support Flash. Oh, I would think so, yes. <laughs> Given As a matter of fact, I was li only last night, I was uh, at the Apple stores downstairs. Uh -huh. Flash, uh, you know, their whole thing is flashy, so I'll be surprised if they don't in sure. the near future. Well, that uh, same CIO Decisions article that I noted earlier uh, references an AMR study that indicates among companies with revenue of less than $1 billion in revenue annually, 15% have implemented dashboards. Uh, what do you see as the barriers to adoption for the rest of that uh, particular uh, stratum of companies? Oh, I think uh, this is still in, a, in an early adoption phase, mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of time. I would say in, say, three to four years from now, um, it will be 15% who will not have still adopted dashboards. So it's um, it's just an obvious and um, growing um, uh, n need and realization that dashboard would be a very helpful device um, or a very helpful application to have when you have you know, you know, growing in, in a greater amounts of data every day. That goes to my next question. Uh, what needs aren't met by current versions of executive dashboards? This is a matter of evolution. I, again, it depends on the vendor to vendor. Mm -hmm. So uh, generally saying broadly current versions of executive dashboard um, is hard to say because different vendors have different deficiencies and different strengths. And again, going back to a dashboard example that I know best, mm -hmm. I think it's been pretty effective in terms of um, you know, allowing users to interact with the information, allowing users to drill down for further details, allowing them to almost do some kind of root cause analysis, and most importantly, allowing, allowing users to create their own what we call BAM, business activity monitoring, which means nothing but real-time alerts when certain, certain thresholds are met or exceeded. Well, that actually goes right to my next question. Uh, you know, it's one thing to see a warning light on the dashboard of your car. It's another thing to actually drill down to fix the problem, especially with so many cars now where you actually need a diagnostic computer <laughs> to uh, see what's wrong with the vehicle. You can't just pop the hood. Um, in the information technology version of a dashboard, how do you create more utility than just a display? Uh, how do you drill down? Are many executive dashboards just, forgive the term, flashboards? Exactly. That's a very, very good point, and that's actually one of one or two chapters on this very subject in the book. That's one challenge of making an effective dashboard compared to a, uh, a car or an automobile dashboard, because automobile dashboard is what you see is what you get. You can drill down. You can get more information. Or, you know, if you see, say, a temperature uh, is rising in the car, what? Okay, well, no, what was it an hour ago? You don't know that. You don't know see a trend. Coming back to the subject of um, enterprise dashboards, an effective dashboard must absolutely have the ability to drill down into greater information. People call it the visual discovery process or a visual interrogation process. Where if I see a, a, a flashy red or green, green or whatever it is, I need to be able to drill down and say, where is this coming from? And then drill down deeper of what was the trend, uh, say, a month ago for the same metrics. So that's inherently a definition of an effective dashboard. 
And more to that point, you know, they're, they're probably, when you're talking about drilling down like this, going to be different levels of access and transparency that you're going to grant different people within and outside of the organization. Um, how do you deal with, uh, you know, different levels of access for your CEO or CIO or CTIO uh, down to managers, associates, clients, and uh, even customers who all might want access to some uh, level of this information? Exactly. Very good point. What really makes this subject much more complex than it may appear at the face, that an effective dashboard just doesn't mean a flashy dashboard, but being able to have the security framework to be able to implement who gets what. And I call that, um, you know, what I call it, you know, relevancy, uh, relevancy of information. Not only that one person is not supposed to see information, but more importantly, they want, even if they're supposed to see, does everyone want to see the same information? The answer is no, because everyone does not have the same job responsibility. They have different things to do. So whether, as you give examples of CIO versus CFO versus the president, they all have different needs of information. So being able to create a dashboard framework that is easy to, to, to manage that, okay, if I'm logged in as a CIO, I see my own dashboards, whereas the CFO sees a whole different set of metrics, and the same allows all the way through the drill-down process. That's, that's what makes this a very complex subject. And from a security perspective, I, I can see a lot of organizations, especially publicly held companies, being concerned that proprietary information or sensitive information of any kind uh, may be exposed in a dashboard, which then may itself be subject to being hacked by a third party. I mean, can dashboards be fooled or spoofed or uh, hacked into for someone to gain access to information that might then be relevant to uh, securities fraud? Well, there's always a risk. I can't say it's risk-proof. I mean, if bank accounts could be hacked, uh, credit card numbers could be hacked, uh, I would say yes. There's a possibility that in, in an enterprise dashboard system could be hacked and relevant information could be passed on. But those are the things, as you said, in the very uh, before you even start dashboards, um, is the responsibility of the organization and people who are championing it to make sure that they do the best they can in terms of processes and technology to reduce and mitigate those risks. Are you aware of any examples where that kind of thing has happened? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that people do is they try to isolate the information that is going to dashboard from their daily operational systems. That way, again, you reduce the risk of being hacked into your, you know, your operational systems versus more a limited set of data that's accessible to the dashboard in the first place. Sometimes those that data is a little more aggregated, so a lot of details may not be accessible, which are sometimes not very sensitive. The, the details are more sensitive. Implementing business intelligence, or uh, BI tools, is at or near the top of most CIOs' priorities for 2007, with uh, revenue growing up to about $2.5 billion this year, according to Gartner. Uh, why choose a dashboard instead of so-called scorecard technology? That's a very interesting point. Dashboard and scorecard, there are certain places when they're one and the same thing. The key difference uh, is really coming from the vendors. Scorecard technology, I think, is in certain ways a little more restrictive in the sense that they adopt a particular scorecard framework within which an organization can um, you know, implement their information needs. For example, balanced scorecard. It has a rigid, very well-defined framework of how you need to manage your organization. So to me, that is in some ways a limitation. The advantage is, is that it already has a certain scorecard framework built into it. 
Whereas if you look at a good dashboard technology, that should allow you to pretty much build any kind of a scorecard framework on top of it. Because dashboard is a platform, and you can deliver a, a scorecard system on that. How do you see the demand for data from mobile workers changing? Do uh, you see a trend emerging for uh, ubiquitous BI from smartphone-equipped workers? Is that something that you address uh, with that real-time uh, Java server and, and that certainly other makers of executive dashboard software or enterprise dashboard software will have to address? Yeah, sure. Um, right now, the way we address is through the BAM business activity monitoring capability. And what it really means is if certain thresholds are met or exceeded that needs to be given back to the user in, in terms of information, then we create automatic emails, which, which could be delivered on any platform, and you know, emails could be sent to your PDA or any mobile devices. So that's how we tie the, the mobility aspect into dashboard. Now, the, the thing that we don't have right now, which most of the vendors still don't have, is they don't have an effective dashboard within the mobile device itself. Now that's part of that is a limitation of technology. I mean, you know, you're talking about four square inch or no, six inch square inches. Uh, how much information and how more effectively you can deliver that is always going to be a little challenge. Well, actually, that uh, brings me again to the next question. Uh, you talked about the automatically generated email. Um, do you see uh, either i dashboards or or dashboards in general? Uh, leveraging RSS uh, for the uh, creation of feeds that uh, other workers or organizations uh, or affiliates can subscribe to? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yes. That's just, just one data source in terms of uh, the iDashboard or any dashboard for that matter. So the job of a dashboard is being able to tap into different data sources, and the various RSS feeds is just one, one more data source. Well, uh, many companies, uh, according to Ventana Research, 64% uh, at present choose to build their own dashboards rather than buy software. Uh, why use a third-party product? I think this goes back to the very fundamental premise that you do what you do best. You outsource things that are not your prime uh, business. Now, I don't think most companies are in the business of developing dashboards. From that point of view, I would suggest that they should, you know, any company that is considering buy versus build, they should first look around for existing software available and see if there is a software that very well meets their needs. Can you explain more about why data visualization is important? Actually, it's not only important, it's critical to a, an effective dashboard because one of the last mistakes that you want to do is just make a dashboard nothing but just a collection of many reports. Then it really loses the very purpose of dashboard. If you just overwhelm people with a lot of data, now, it's not an insight anymore, it's just a data overload. Good and effective data visualization is, is critical. And the, the key objective of that is that if there are any issues, trend, and insight into the data, that should actually jump at the users instead of the user trying to dig out, as they say, the needle from the haystack. And just to make sure our listeners understand what I'm talking about here with data visualization, uh, you're talking about changing... Uh, metrics that it might be numerically represented into uh, graphics, whether uh, graphs on you know x and y axes or three-dimensional graphics or the pie chart or a bar graph, whatever it is, making that graphical representation more meaningful by creating trend lines and that sort of thing. Correct? Absolutely, it goes beyond trend line. Now you know people are 
coming up with uh, analogous widgets, whether it is uh, traffic lights, uh, speedometers, uh, thermometers, you name it. It's uh, as creative as you can get. Well, actually, that, that brings me to something else, too. You know, uh, OSX, obviously, is support for widgets. We heard all about that with the iPhone earlier this week. Vista has got what the, they call gadgets. Do you see uh, widgets or gadgets, whatever you want to call them, uh, offering more executive intelligence? And is that a potential offering that iDashboards might move into? Absolutely. I mean, that, and that goes back sometimes to the design philosophy. Sometimes less is more. And, and the job of a widget is not to give you lots of data, but just give you two or three key indicators, at a, but you know, at a quick glance you can see where the trouble is. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, speak to on executive dashboards? If uh, a uh, CIO or CTO or another CIO is uh, listening to you or uh, just a small business owner, uh, why should they consider getting an executive dashboard or enterprise dashboard or information dashboard uh, this year? Why, uh, why invest now? I think this is a natural evolution into information. Almost all, all companies of all sizes, they have a growing collection of data and information in the past few years because the database technology and the hardware technology have been much more accessible, affordable, and of course there's a lot more data. So it, it's a natural evolution process that you want to leverage all those investments you have done in building the, the, those data marts and all the infrastructure. To me, this is an, a, a very natural progression and um, need for um, the management to leverage all that wealth of data that I call that, that they have amassed uh, over the past few years and, and help them get much more value and insight out of that. So dashboard to me is just a natural next step. It's just a matter of when. Um, sooner the better because then you can leverage more and more of your data investments. Is it potentially uh, dangerous to rely too much on a dashboard in, in terms of uh, if, if the system goes down, uh, if you lose connectivity? Um, what kinds of backup processes do you typically recommend your clients implement? That's a very good point because actually what I have seen is once the company gets accustomed to dashboard, it really becomes an integral part of their um, everyday work and decision making. And as soon as that dashboard goes down, we really seen a panic calls that, hey, we really need that thing back. So just like any other, um, I mean, I would say mission critical infrastructure, all the backups and the recovery process they have, they should think about similar things when it comes to a good and effective enterprise dashboard system. Well, is it uh, easier for you now to archive uh, Flash applications like that? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's not really archiving Flash applications mm -hmm. because Flash is not storing any information in of itself. It's mm -hmm. just the interface to deliver information. So what you really archive is the what we call the repository, the database that's delivering information to Flash. And that's very easy to archive, just like any it's, other thing. Yeah, it's the Java server that it's working on. Exactly, of exactly. Okay, well, thanks for clarifying that. That's something that's worth asking about, just to understand the different components of uh, the product. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Thank you, Alex. And that's the end of the interview. Thanks again to Shadan for providing some of his time on a busy morning. For more about dashboards, visit our definition for executive dashboards at whatis.com and make sure to check out our sister sites, searchcio.com, searchsmb.com, and searchcrm.com to find related links and information about the technologies involved. And wirewhatis.com, 
don't forget to sign up for our Word of the Day and Buzzword newsletters. If there's something we missed in today's podcast or some other subject you'd like us to cover in a future episode, let us know at editor at Thank you.